Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Take two. Uh, take two indeed, Paul. <laughs> and Paul's with us tonight, his mischievous little self again. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Straight from work. Hi. Yeah. Tell you you're all hyper. <laughs> all hyper. How are you, Dan? Hi. Are you well? As well as can be, yes. Yeah, good, good, good. Rob? Hello, Barry. How are you doing? Yes, buzzing for this Europe trip. Right, we'll, we'll pull to that yeah. uh, later on. And Gareth, how are we? Fur to Middle has <laughs> been telling us a tale about some, some so called Man United fan, aren't you? Yes. Earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we might reveal so-called. that. So called. We might reveal that as we go on. Anyway, I'd like us to start tonight, if we, if we could, with the, uh, the game on Saturday. 2 um, 1 win. Good uh, first half performance. They came into the second half. What did you make of it, guys, altogether? Well, certainly the first half, we were everything we haven't been so far this season. We were, we got it together, we played how we should play, played as a team and attacked very well. One thing that stood out more than anything for me was how many players played well. There was so many candidates for a final man of the match. Espinosa got a lot of mention from people, Gomez and others, shall we say. Many choices. What do, you think, what do you think the difference was, Rob, that made that difference in, in the performance this week? I think we, we seem to be up for it this week. I think we played at a, an high tempo, a lot higher than we had the week before. Uh, I remember we were saying last week how we was breaking very slow and it was easy to play against because teams could get men behind the ball. This week we didn't have lots of shots on goal, but again, we scored another two goals. Uh, and it was a good performance, but I thought Espinosa was fantastic in the middle of that pitch, and he that his energy was fantastic. So, do you think it, it was the personnel change, Dan, what made it made a difference? I'd like to think so. Yeah, Rob mentioned about the shots on target. There weren't a lot of shots on target from either team in the whole game, but it goes back to that old cliche, isn't it? You just got to finish your chances. And we did, Paul. Well, we finished two of them, didn't we? Yeah. What did you make of the penalty? Mm, I wasn't so sure it shouldn't have been a retake to be honest because he, he, he definitely was hesitant as he was putting it away yeah, I, I meant actually the foul was made, we made the foul oh, Stonewaller I could see it from bloody East Stand 8 yeah, yeah. yeah it, pitch, no it was almost as blatant as the one that wasn't given the other week <laughs> yeah, and there was only well, that blatant and the Callum McManaman in the cup final yeah. I, I think you know penalties if, if you hit the corners you, they're going in most of the time you have to you have to be a, a sharp keeper to get one in the bottom corners, and if you get them in the top corners, you get nobody stopping them. Yeah, and then uh, Gomez's goal, cracking follow up, but what a what an effort from Fortuna! Oh yeah, Fortuna, mm. he's deserved more goals, I think, because you look at that game and think he could have had a couple of goals in that. Without the old adage of as long as the team is scoring goals, it doesn't matter if the centre forward isn't. No, oh, well, you know, he's helping helping make him. The thing with Fortuna that I like is whatever's before him he tries to win if there's a corner to win he tries to win that if there's a free kick to win he tries to win that you know and in a way it's sort of Jason Roberts like I'm not suggesting he's as good as Jason Roberts but he's that type of player for me anyway 
He's great. He was really unlucky not to get on the score sheet because that was a top draw serve from the keeper. Oh yes, so that was flying in top corner. Yeah. Well, I, I was only afterwards that I realised the keeper got something on. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, he didn't look a bad keeper that lad, did he? It's not something I'm aware of, but uh, no, I did alright. Because early doors who was pressing on that one. Yeah. And then they scored against the runner play to to make it one 0 to them. I mean, we've missed that goal out, like, but but what a free kick I thought. <laughs> He's got the quality though, hasn't he, Andy Reid? We, we all know he can do that, but he's, he's just like, picked it right in the top corner. He, mm. Keepers have got absolutely no chance, and no one in the wall can do anything about it. you just got to take your hat off sometimes. When I was at the game, I thought, oh, Carson, you're a bit slow though, you know. But watching it again, watching the replay, then I'm thinking to myself, what an idiot I am, you know. I was Horses stuck, stamp. Sorry, Gareth. I was sat directly behind it in the south stand. It was a cracking free kick. I mean, I know we've all seen it. He couldn't have placed it better. Yeah. Have, yeah, well, I picked it a little bit there. I wasn't so sure, and, and there was one or two behind me grumbling, you know, as, as you do when you go go behind. And I was, you know, because I couldn't pick anything wrong, I was sat there. Do you have to just take your hat off and say that was a good free yeah, kick? Or yeah. when you see a replay, do you spot the error? Uh, I, I, personally, I thought uh, Reed was, was had, a, had a very good game for them. He was head yeah. and shoulders quality in their side, head and shoulders. What's that fellow doing playing up front, Greg Alford? A left back. Fighting yeah, people. Yeah, I was going to say, he was, playing, he was playing right back when we was linked with him many rings ago. Yeah, he? I mean, he's been through, hasn't oh. he? Sunderland, Wolves, yeah. uh, Reading, he's been with them all playing up. He was playing, he was play, he was playing a bit dirty, wasn't he? Yeah. Trying to throw his weight around. I mean, Forrest came with this reputation of being such a slick passing team and that, and then I thought Reed was, was a little bit frustrated because nobody were making runs for him. And he was just lumping the ball up. Oh. Lumping the ball up. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. What about second half? I, second half, yeah. I wondered what was going on. I thought I was watching tennis. Mm. And then there's uh, Angela Lansbury. Ah, the heck, I tell mm. you what. Murder she wrote, not half. <laughs> the amount of moaning and whinging and crying. I know he got boots. For me, he should have been off. He was... He, he, he was disgraceful to, to the assistant referee on our side at one point, in his face and you know slamming his slamming his novels in his face and having a right to go with him. I just thought he was awful. You could tell he's, he's from the Arsenal school, typical Jack Wilshire type, and he's been he's been schooled in that that sort of behaviour. And uh, anybody care to mention Billy Davis? No. Another <laughs> little shit. Yeah. Uh, if, I don't know what his problem was. I mean. The, there's nothing either way what any manager could have had a go at the ref for, but to be able like that, the manager, it's, it's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Waving your finger in his face. I'd like is to it frustration? Get is him it, in a headlock. They, they come here, they were singing <laughs> We Are Top of the League I, for about 30 seconds before we equalised. And they, they, for a team that's top of that division, I have no idea. I, I, like I said last week, I've, been, I've missed the first couple of weeks of the season, but I have no idea how they're top. Yeah. Not on that performance. Well, apparently, the, um, in the technical area, they had four members of staff stood screaming at the assistant every time he come near them, and they were berating him, and they were challenging him every 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 decision that had gone as well. And his his demeanour at the end was snarling and snapping. I thought it's not nice, is it? I wouldn't like Cole to be like that. It's not. If he had a re if he had a reason to be doing it, you know, if the, yeah. if there'd been a really bad tackle, what had been missed or. There've been two stonewall penalties. You can kind of understand why you'd do it, but 
Yeah, they were, there was no incidents in the game what warranted or oh, the referee had been poor because I thought the referee did well really it, I, the best one we've had this season that's yeah, right Rob yeah, yeah it, like, like you say they weren't hard done to they were just no. completely outclassed yeah. in the first and the half. referee is the is uh, the first full time referee we've had this season as well I mean I think it does show don't it because the others have been part time and he's, he's full time Craig Poison for those who don't know uh, and anyway for his, for his antics Billy Davis down He's been charged with the FA today. By the FA, not with the FA. You don't get charged with the FA, do you? You get charged by the FA. Greg Dyke. I thought he was in charge of Channel 4. Or was it the BBC? The BBC, yeah. yeah. Bored. He's now in charge of the FA. Yeah, he used to be on Dead Ringers, didn't he? Dead Wingers, because he can't say his R's. I wonder if that's why he got the job. Possibly. Because he liked the Dead Wingers and he thought, oh, he knows all about football. Let's get him in, Stanley Matthews. Dead Wingers. Yeah, well, why? Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's why Greg Greg Dark, Greg Dark has got the job. So, what was the original question? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Not a clue. It was about Billy, Billy Davis. Billy Davis. Yeah, he got charged with the FA. Yeah, I heard it mooted that he was unhappy with our time wasting. Huh? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, a little it. bit. But who well, does well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But the it. standout moment of time wasting for me. Well, I was asking all the got off the pitch yet. It got to me like it took about four nights to walk off. How much time did the, the did they add on? They added oh. was it four at the end of the first? Yeah, five yeah. at the end of the second. So nine minutes. Yeah. Well, it's all going. It all gets added back on. It's yeah. called being professional. Yeah. That's it, yeah. There's all Forest wants to do it if they'd have been. Yeah. yeah. In front, and we'd have been frustrated then. Won't well, we? well, you do yeah. get frustrated, but if, if you're losing the game, I wouldn't expect anything else. No. No, anyway, talking about Espinosa, I mean, Gareth mentioned him earlier on, uh, what a game, I thought he was fantastic, but also, talking about Espinosa, I've got two other names written down, Jordi Gomez, uh, who uh, I thought reacted excellently, but he stood out as, he was quality, he shows that he's, he's, he's I think, he's so much class about him at this level that he's, you know, he, he is too good for, for the opposition. If that's true, then why hasn't he started all the games so far? Well, maybe because Owen Cole's still throwing things up in the air and see, you know. Mm-hmm. So when he's playing, playing in there. training, he's playing with Premiership quality players, isn't he? Which make him just not look quite that way. When he's on a Saturday against Championship players, yeah, he, uh, yeah. he stands out. Maybe he's. I mean, we started that game with three at the back, didn't we? You're all looking at me. We started that game. Rodney, Barnett. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rodney, Barnett, and Boyce, Espinosa, and uh, Borsagio were playing slightly up front. Yeah. It weren't as as obvious as how uh, Martinez used to play it, but we definitely were starting with three yeah. players at the back early early doors in that game. Uh, with that system, then I think because I mentioned this last week, didn't I? I said why don't we have we thought about it? And I think that accommodated Jordi Gomez a little bit more to be, you know, to give him that freedom in midfield because it, we've seen it work for us in the past, haven't we? When we have that sort, of, we create. Although we crowd the midfield, we create space within it because we, we let people play their own way, don't we? Rather than regimental. Or am I just talking? No, it, for, uh, I agree. Uh-huh. I think it, it did. It, <coughs> it, them sort of systems do work in the East further because he can find little pockets of space mm. where he, that's obviously where he's best operating well, well, I think the thing with that is if you pull men into the midfield in that sort of way you, you're packing the midfield with numbers but you're not packing the middle of the midfield with numbers They're all you, know, you, you, you play three at the back so your extra man comes in 
and immediately puts an awful lot of width which creates an awful lot of space in the middle of the park mm. you're playing two behind your front man but they're advanced which again stretches the midfield and creates space there we go then yeah. there we go <laughs> yeah do you so. think he'll start the next game Gomez well I'd also because I thought he was he, he, he was a contender for a man of the match right? and yeah, yeah. but that takes me through then to who I thought was man of the match and simply the, the only reason I'd, I'd chose him myself was because it was his debut was Thomas Rodney to come in and play your first game and be as dominant as that especially when he was up against that aerial bombardment it made, a massive, bombardment. It made a massive difference didn't oh, it class out, didn't yeah. class. It won, like I said he won virtually all his headers and there was one or two moments where there was a bit of uncertainty between Carson and sort of the two defenders closest to him but when we had a lot of pressure on us in the second half we stood up to that Quite well, easily. I mean, they didn't yeah. even really, they didn't test us mm. that much, even though it was like a sustained period of pressure. Mm. Well, that's the thing. I, I didn't walking out. I didn't perceive the second half to be the Forest had all the play. Forrester on the attack, Wigan were just held fast at the back. It, 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 I didn't see any pressure at all. I just, you know, they kept all hoofing it in. We kept hoofing it back out. Like I say, I felt like I was watching bloody tennis. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened, really. Yeah. Yeah. Fortune got knackered. Yeah. Yeah, he did get knackered, didn't he? Well, there was a few yeah. of them got knackered, but that's yeah. what you squash was supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah, three yeah. subs. Yeah. So, uh, Fortune got knackered, we took him off, and then with no strikers, had mm. we? So, oh, um, false nine, what, what I'm doing now is I'm moving on to the transfer deadline day because we all was hoping that we was going to bring us, uh, another forward in, in, in or we made the uh, Jordan Rhodes bid apparently or we didn't whichever side you want to believe but um, well look I can't remember that guy's name yes. but I wish Greg was here because he would know wouldn't he yeah. is his I, name Riviera or Riviera, 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 Riviera yeah Riviera. And, and he, he got pulled out of the market because he had he had to play a couple of games and played really well didn't he well, apparently we, we offered 5 million euros for him in July <coughs> and it was accepted uh, but then was it Falco who got injured Falco injured yeah so he played he started uh, so they pulled the deal yeah and then the contractors against said the deal could be resurrected if we wanted and Owen Coyne himself said he was watching he watched him play yeah. on, sat, on sat, uh, Sunday evening and he were on the bench and he were praying that he never got on yeah. but he, he got on and scored the winner well it swings and roundabouts you know as I said you know when we were desperate for, for a striker we all got like rather excited when Mauro Baselli signed it we thought oh here we go we've got a striker this guy's banging him in off with rock and roll and you know he'd have been as well putting a bag of chips up front <laughs> well, to, be, to be fair he was a very good goal scorer away from home in the Cubs against mm. second division against yes. shit teams that's it yeah. 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 but and then, and then uh, I'm sorry just, yeah. uh, you can almost guarantee and I've not done my research here so I hold my hands up but you know, when did we pick up James McCarthy as we'll move on to when did we pick up Victor Moses were these the big deals in our uh, big incoming deals and you look at the transfer window you go back last January um, you know we, we, we did a bit of dealing um, the January before when we then went we, we were bottom of the table we brought in Jean Beausseur at the start of the window everybody went great we've got another left back um, big deal um, and then everybody went, oh, we bought, why have we not bought anybody? We're in desperate state. And they just went, yeah, we didn't need anybody. And we went and beat everybody. So it, you can only ever evaluate the transfer windows 
in six months or mm, I, I think with this one I think you can judge it a lot earlier given the fact we want injury away from having no strikers yeah, and, but and then what well, well, strikers are 32 year old and they can't, if you play well, one front they can't put a full game in what, what happens then if you if you think mm, we've not really got much strike I tell you what there you go Callum you have a run and he then goes on a, a streak of form and starts banging him in there is that to it but it's just it, not it's ideal not, I mean, but the, the, the biggest they've got no strikers that I remember was France going into the World Cup in 1998 because Thierry Henry was a winger and they said we'd be alright we'll just push him inside a bit and he turns out to be one of the best strikers of, of yeah. recent years can't see John Buster's job going up front door while we're on that subject can somebody teach him to throw a ball properly I know oh, he, got away, oh, he got away with another one oh, oh, we've, got, we've got Ryan Shossie coming in haven't we <laughs> oh, yeah. who is a specialist along yeah, from yeah. Alt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it you know, <laughs> when we're talking about attacking though we've got, we've got you know so many attacking midfielders and, and wide men Dick Hall Nick Powell brought in as well he's an attacking midfielder isn't he, he is. so we have other options we do we do and the other thing is we've got a loan window which opens next Tuesday and apparently we're already working on a couple of deals mm. and that's come from, from Paul Kendrick who is here tonight Kendrick is, is it uh, right that we we've used up our quarter for the uh, domestic loans yeah, so you're only like five aren't you Someone told me it was two. I think it's Bollard's. I think it's allowed five. Mm, get somebody else. somebody else. Yeah, you're allowed five. Yeah, in the Premier League, you're only allowed two. You were, we're allowed five from, from the domestic market, and we're allowed as. Well, it might have changed it this season, but last season, it was as loud as many foreign ones as, as you wanted. Yeah, because yeah, there was a thing well, 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 We've now picked up five points from losing positions. Can I make a criticism? Because we were very good attacking in the first half and with lots of options going, our corners, why did we keep kicking it to the goalkeeper? Uh, that goalkeeper, whose name was Carl Darlow, just stood there catching about six corners that we took, or three kicks from that attacking areas type of thing. Why didn't we put somebody on him, like Callum McManaman did in the FA Cup at Everton, where he blocked the goalkeeper and didn't allow him to come off his spine. That that didn't happen. I, I don't understand. But lots of teams do it, don't they? Mm. Lots yeah, but it's of Callum teams McManaman. Do. He's marked now, Callum McManaman. No, if he does something like that, I mean, some of the corners that um, you, you need to bury the corners, don't you? And ours always seem to be hitting this. Especially on Saturday, they were hitting the same spot, weren't they? The goalkeepers. Well, <laughs> somewhere the behind middle. the back post. <laughs> well, no, they were hitting the middle of, of the, of the six-yard box, weren't they? And it was so easy, they just get it up. Like, near post or, or swing them out That's of it. See, you've got to have, you've, like, see, you've got to have variety. Yeah. Everything, it, oh, I've said this loads of times, you just become predictable, don't you, in what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I think it's, it's about. We go back quite a few years, and uh, it was the Larry Lloyd team of... 1981 one-two season, and they had a really special speciality corner routine. And they used to knock it into the near post, and it would be either Brad Lloyd or Methin, and they'd back flick it, and the other two could storm in at the back post. And we must have scored nine or ten goals that way that season. And it, but the other, the team, opposition just couldn't handle it. You know, it was a really well worked routine, but we don't seem to have any, do we? It's like stick it in and see what happens. Yeah, back to the back post to Boyce, who's coming in and then 
It's fifth fifth fifty whether he gets to it. Yeah, yeah the over it. There's so many get over it. But having said that, we won the cup final, didn't we? With uh, well, that's yeah, another yeah. thing. You see Ben yeah. Watson take it corners. He should be in there. Yeah, he's of course he should. It. Yeah. Right, so with the uh, transfer roundup, obviously a very sad day, well very sad day for me, I don't know about other people, James McCarthy, after four years being associated or being at the club, finally moved on, depending on what you read, 14 or 15, uh, 13 million pounds, is it, is it a fair price do we think? I think it ec- represents excellent business for us. We've had four years' service out of a cracking little player. He's developed along the way. We've made, God knows what, £10 million profit on it. Hamilton have got their little cut. They'll probably be in Champions League next season <laughs> in Scotland. Uh, Everton have got themselves a good player. I think it's a good deal all around, as long as we reinvest that back in January. Yeah, they've not just got themselves a good player, though. They've got themselves a really good model, role model. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, to, to hold up in high esteem, really. He's just a, such a cracking cracking bloke as well as a good player, isn't it? Well, you, the reaction by the fans tells you exactly what you need to know. Uh, not, you know, pretty much to a man. Everybody's gone, yeah, good player. You know, some have said he's, he's not as good as, as what uh, some other people think. Nobody whatsoever has slagged him off in any way, shape, or form, and everybody's happy with the deal. You know, they appreciate that we've had what we've had out of him and it's time for him to move on and progress. You know, thank you very much. And good luck to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we've got the good bit out of the way, can I go on a bit of a rant? Well, just let me say, it'll be good to know that Chapatoni's not bloody mouthing off the press about his move. <laughs> yeah, so he's gone. Yeah. But yeah, go on, go on your round then. What do you build a good team around? Some people say the defence, don't they? You build a good team around a good defence. Or the spine of the team. Spine. The spine of the team, exactly. Now, our ex-manager, who still loves our club, has ripped out a keeper, a centre-half, a midfielder, and a centre-forward. He's gone right down the middle of our team. Don't you come and here telling me you love our team. Cause you could argue with the goalkeeper as well. Yeah, well, so I started with the goalkeeper. Oh, did you? Sorry. Yeah, he's gone right down the middle of the team and so... Yeah. Man, 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 man. Take issue with that, though, because Robles, he wasn't a player anyway. Alcaraz was out of contract and was leaving regardless. Uh, corner, £6 million, I think they've pulled the pants down a bit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, we've got, we've got uh, money, what, we, we, we would have got off anybody for mm. the right the three million as well. And the compensation yeah. for Mercedes. I, I, I just, in terms of our play, I, and, you know, I, when you look at it like that, I do, I, I do get a bit peeved off. The thing what, what annoys me where I'm with you, because everybody knows I loved Martinez, yeah. but the thing that does peeve me off with, with, with it is the fact that he knew we were going, yeah. he knew we were going, and I won a lot of money at the bookies on the fact that he knew we were going, <laughs> and I knew he knew we was going, and he left, us, he left us with 11 players leaving the club, 11 or 12 yeah. players leaving the club, didn't he? And the situation was going to be in. I, d- I didn't like that one. It, well, one it's the hypocrisy. That's that's the bit. He I even came like. back for Dennis Lawrence. Yeah, it's the yeah. hypocrisy. You know, I love the club. Oh, you know, yeah, don't worry, I'm not leaving un- un- until the, the time's right and the club's in a good state. Right, the club's in a good state when half the team's disappeared. But you know, I completely accept Alcaraz was going anyway. McCarthy, you probably got money for him from somebody. Um, Corne, I completely agree because the lad's got no first touch. He, he's just a a charger. Uh, you know, the, the one player that I, I really would miss would be Alcaraz, and you know he, he was out of contract. Yeah, so. 
you know, if you look at it coldly, then we got what we expected. It's just that I, I hate hypocrisy. It winds me up. It's tough for Amherst as well, going to Everton. Because there's a contract, uh, there's a, a relegation clause in his contract. I don't suppose there's in them all, is mm. really? Oh. Yeah, see, the, the better ones we attracted, like Ramis and Corner, they would have had it written in. Yeah. But I think well, what about the fact, the, the other rants, if you, if you want to have one, what about, or you might not, what about Dave Whelan and the way he behaved with the McCarthy deals? Do you think, you think that was true, that, he, that we took him to two minutes before 11 o'clock, or do you think it was the biggest load of bollocks? It depends, I, I think it's both, because I think... Well, it, we need second, but no, it's other. Yeah, I think we all, everybody involved in that deal knew that the player was moving. Yeah, but don't forget... Because that. Owen Coyle said that Martinez had pitched up earlier on in the week, he'd had a chat with Dave Whelan, and then more to the point he'd had a chat with Jonathan Jackson, which is where he starts talking money. And I think the only, what we've done is we've held out, and basically, we knew we were going to sell, but because we held out to the last minute, we got more readies, yeah. ultimately. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, we might have got the payment terms that we were looking for, rather than what they were looking for. But I think the price will have knocked up a bit. Mm -hmm. There's I think that makes sense. The whole thing's a media circus, though, isn't it? I mean, it's been speculated from our end that McCarthy's been leaving since before the end of last season. And from the Everton end, they were saying that Fellaini was going to Manchester United mm. from the end of last season. At what point these actually well, became cast iron and were, were well, the number pushing you get? It certainly didn't happen at, at five minutes to twelve. No, no. Well, no, I, no, yeah. there, there was a couple of a couple well, of programs. 11, yeah. A couple of the programs had agents on them, uh, and, and what they were saying was quite telling because everybody knew, knows who wants to go where and what's happening. Like you say, they, they all know that beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and you go back to the, the business of was a bid made for Jordan Rhodes or not yeah uh, somebody might not have written it down on a piece of paper but somebody's tapped up and said look if we give you this much are, are, you, are you happy with that well if you want to call that a bid as you would if you're Blackburn Rovers then fine as, as we do because we didn't make anything official and we'll deny it um, but that's what goes on um, um, well there was an agent I think he said that if you put in a transfer request then you'd leave, that's your, that's like walking out of a job. Um, if you don't put in a transfer request and they shift you on, you know, you get a cut of the deal. Um, and he said it was about 5%. Yeah, you have so loyalty you know, bonuses and all yeah, that as well. If you don't, if yeah. you put a transfer request and you don't... So, so as a player, them. if you end up having to force the deal like Fellaini did, that's probably cost him a load of money but obviously by moving to United he'll have made a load of money and he's got his move so he's not got out of it what he could have got out of it whereas McCarthy keeping his gob shorts probably pocketed a, a nice tidy sum out of the deal himself and, and you know, with, with that one everybody's happy that's quite insightful that Paul yeah so was it bullshit or was it true <laughs> well both I told you we, they all knew what was going on and it was only right at the minute that <laughs> Wheeler stuck his stamp on and yeah. said yeah go on you can actually we'll do it we was in Ireland the day before, weren't you? With, with uh, hang on, wait for it, the FA Cup. Way. <laughs> My favourite moment of the transfer window has got to be Jim White presenting Sky Sports News and Dave Whelan ringing him laugh when he was on the television. I missed that. Cause I I was listening. It's Dave Whelan <laughs> ringing me. He was. Uh, he was. He on loves it that one, doesn't he? He um, loves it. I was watching that on Twitter, 
because um, I was upstairs. Um, but he'd been on Five Live. He was on Five Live. <laughs> Dave, Wheel- <laughs> Dave Whelan, basically, he rang Five Live, spoke to them, told them what the crack was, and you know, doing his doing his bit, basically saying, "Look, all Everton need to do here is pitch up with the right terms and a couple of million quid, and they can have him." Um, then you get this thing saying he phoned Jim White live on live on air, <laughs> and then you get, "Oh, he's on Talk Sport instead." <laughs> so he was just doing the round, yeah. but. You know, fair play. He, he's, he's, like I say, I think he's extracted everybody who will come into that last day with an understanding of what the sort of figure is going to be. And I think at last minute, Dave Whelan's extracted an extra bit of pocket money. Yeah, thank you. So uh, we brought two players in on the last day anyway, and we brought in Nick Powell from from United, ex true lad, was only nineteen, and we brought in Ryan uh, Shotton from from So What do we think of them? Well, Paul comes with a sort of reputation, Gareth, don't you? From United, with quite a big reputation. He does indeed. Um, he, he was the Kerr Alexander uh, Kids Academy, wasn't it, where he mm. came from? And, and I know there was a lot of people after him when he actually signed for United. I like think Liverpool were a big team, they also wanted him as well. Cracking score against us too, didn't he? He did, yeah. Oh, yeah, did you them. know the Liverpool players have pulled out of the, um, out of the, uh, out of the England squad? Altitude sickness, they've been at the top for too long. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right, go on, never mind. Hey. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, to add to what Gareth was saying, um, I've read somewhere that, it, I don't know if it was once or twice he was player of the season at Craig. Yeah. Might have been, so I think it might have been once, might have been twice. He won every award, didn't he? Yeah. The player on the uh, player of the year, the young player of the year, the away player of the year, and the goal of the season. That was, a, in the, the Playoff game, the screamer. Yeah. Goal. Was that last season or was that the season, season before? before? Season yeah. before. So, so if you think, how old is he now? Nineteen. Right. So that's as a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I, th- I think we've got a good one there. He's pl- I think he's playing in the. I think I'm correct in saying he's playing for the under twenty-ones, England under twenty-ones against Moldova and Finland this weekend. Should be able to watch him unless he's playing. Yeah. yeah. Where's number nine? Aren't for England? Oh, the oh. picture photograph Arabs off the internet from my website. They had number nine mm. Oh, there you go. We've got <laughs> no strikers. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. plays very deep though. And then Ryan Shotton. What do you think of him, Dan? Well, it was a point made last season. In fact, the last few seasons, I always wanted us to play the long throw because. There were certain situations where it was crying out just to get the ball into the box. Piggy well, could do could do that. That's they? right. Yeah, but well, Martinez chose never to use that strategy because he didn't believe we had the players tall enough to do that. However, now we've got Ronnie coming in. Wasn't well, it not because well, just on the Martinez point? Didn't he say that any any goal from a set piece you should only be awarded half a goal? Uh, I, that I, was his philosophy. That rings a bell. Yeah, and that he want that goals from open play should be counted as one. But anything from like a corner or a long throw or a penalty should be half a goal. I'm not sure I agree with that. No, well, I wouldn't <laughs> either. Sorry for, for you know sticking the half in, but but yeah, it's a point now. We've got <laughs> we've got some really commanding central centre backs now. They've come up from corners, and I really see that as a viable option for getting a few but goals. Rodney, as, as Gareth said earlier, he's good, really good in the air, yeah. and Barnett's a beast, isn't he? Oh yeah, oh, you know. But, uh, Beast. Ramdi looks he looked a massive threat that thirty minutes against Dundee. He, he did, had yeah. two yeah. decent attempts and then again he looked a threat in the air again. 
Saturday. So a bit of quality about him, hasn't it? Yeah. I think he'd have been if if we go down the alternate reality where we didn't get relegated. I think he'd have fitted nicely into that team. Yeah, I think he would have done. Makes you wonder if he was a previous target or whether he's a target that. I think he's coiled, isn't he? Is it? I don't know. How do I know? Because we did sign him from Celtic, didn't we? Yeah. Is that why I was saying that? Because of the Scotland connection, he just wants to fill the whole team with Scotland. Scotland internationals. Yeah, and the other the other thing is uh, our old mate Paul Sharner retired as well. Dan, <laughs> I have retired. Yeah. I believe he's retired and he's got a job in a, in, uh, in a chippy in Wigan and takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah, I the stadium chippy. The stadium chippy. I think we might be hearing a little bit from him in the coming weeks, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say I'll be back. Well, yeah. Well, what actually happened was um, Steven Spielberg phoned him up because he knew. He, he knew that uh, he was retiring, and he, he, he fancy he's making this this blockbuster, Steven uh, Spielberg, about the three great composers, and he's phoned, he's phoned up Shana, and he said to Shana, "I'm making this movie, Paul, and I've re- I understand you've just retired from from Hamburg, and I'd like you to star in it." He said, "I've already signed up, I've already signed up Bruce Willis, and he's going to play Mozart," and he said, "And I've signed up." I've signed up George Clooney. Oh, he said, I've signed George Clooney up and he's going to play both Beethoven. Mm. And Paul said, I'll be back. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> back. All right. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> come on. Right. You should have said back. So, So yeah, Paul Shiner, um retired on his boots up. Done everything they could in English football with us, won the FA Cup, and obviously done everything in German football. Do you think Martinez put a bid in for him though before he finally retired? And when he didn't get snapped up by anyone at the end of the transfer window, he thought, right, that's it. Could have, could have, could have. I think if there was a bid on the table, then he would have gone. I I think that's more likely, Shana doing a bit of wind up and a bit of fishing than actually being a bid on the table. I think. If, if, if he's now retired, there's obviously nothing there to, to stay playing for another 12 months. Oh, um, I would have taken him back. Well, let's face it, he came in for us. Did he come in mm. in December, January transfer? Yeah. And he was outstanding. I remember going, going to Reading, the Reading Hat and seeing yeah. him. He was superb that day, yeah. He really was superb that day. And other he, games too. He, 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 he filled a role uh, when we needed it most. You know, ultimately, mm. it was... It was just that little bit too much. We're talking of all the players, Mike Pollitt let five in last week, but then had a stormer at the weekend and Basley got the first win of the season, didn't they? Yes, first win. Good on yeah. you. So well done there to Mike. And Ricky Spingham played for Falkirk, come on as a late sub, got about 15 minutes. So well done to him as well. Yes, yeah, so he might well be filling your strikers all that come Christmas. There's <laughs> <laughs> a joke in there. I'm not going to do any of that one. Right, so we've got, we've got the uh, we've got a break this weekend, haven't we? Um, internationals, uh, no interest whatsoever. I'll be watching, but it's only because no, Corey's not on. <laughs> <laughs> we've got England. Moldova and Ukraine, I believe. 
Nick Pearl's playing, I'll be concentrating on watching the under 21. Well, that's the other one. That's Thursday night, you know. That's right, yeah. Is that right? Tomorrow night. <laughs> right before we finish we might not have no game this weekend but what a what a set of games coming up we have we've got the Europa League and the first the first game is a trip to Belgium a bit a, a, a slightly bit disappointed with the teams that we pulled in but um, on the other hand the more we look at it I'm feeling excited about it because we've got a chance of going through slim one but we've got a chance right well, let's go back to this business from the start of the FA Cup run last year if you're not got a chance of winning <laughs> it you want to get knocked out early because <laughs> otherwise you're just playing playing games to knock the players out sad show oh, yeah will you not be saying that when we're driving up right. through standing slower ground through asphalt <laughs> I, I know this is what we said with the FA Cup top balls. but has a second tier team ever won a European competition? No. I won't be saying that either when I'm supping Leffe <laughs> in Brussels. <laughs> yeah, but has a team won their for, has a team ever won the FA Cup and got relegated? No. Yes, they have now. Well, we have. Yeah. If we get through the group stage now, is it going to another group stage or is it straight knockout? No, straight, straight knockout. Knock right, so what would be wrong so with, with finishing second in this group First, and then drawing a Champions three. League drops sound that drops straight to the Champions League and have a glamour tie? And getting tated when the players are knackered. That's a good, good plan, that. I suppose that all depends on how good these other three teams are, don't yeah. we? Probably do. We don't know a great deal about them. Maribor, Ruben, Kazan, and I can't pronounce the other one. Wergem, is it? Wergem. Salter Bergen. How good are these three teams, aren't they? They're all right. They're all right. They've qualified for Europe. Well, Vergem finished second in the Belgian Pro League. Ruben Kazan, were they the champions? Or they, did they finish second? No, they finished second, I think. All right, and... Zulton Wergen was actually in the Champions League this season, and they got beat by PSV Eindhoven, and that's why they dropped down into the uh, into the Europa League. Yeah, the Norm Muggs, then, the second again this season. They beat Andalette at weekend. 4-3. Nah, man, Andalette. They but beat Nah, man, Andalette. Yeah. And but they've still... Got, they're a good side. They've got uh, Fog and Hazard. He does even brother. Yes. Oh, or right. more from Chelsea. Mm. Wants to watch. Oh yeah. And uh, there's, there's uh, a couple of people around the table. Will be there, won't they? Rob. Uh, yes. Will uh, be there. Definitely be there. Uh, looking forward to it. There'll be plenty of beer supped. Uh, there's going to be a great atmosphere. There should be a couple of thousand William fans going over, and I've got my flag being made as we speak. Uh, I think we are taking about 250 on the Vital Atlantic coaches. Um, so, looking forward to that one. Good trip. It's going to be great. So we're going to take at least 252, it's you and your mate. Oh, there's three of us. Oh, there's 253 on the same there. Flat, yeah. Yeah. Make that 257. <coughs> 257, you're going via... Uh, on the Civic, I think. Via on the Civic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the Civic and midnight train, by the sounds of it. Apparently it's cheaper to go through a tunnel at early hours. So we're just going to enjoy this as a one-off experience, do you think? Or uh, do you think we've got a chance of going through? I know Paul says, if we're not going to win it, why bother? Uh, I'm not particularly bothered, really, about it. It's just the experience. I don't think we're ever going to experience it again. I think I think our squad's a bit thin to be having a go at this Europe. Looking, I had a look at the squad from you know top to bottom. 
leaking specially thin up front, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, defenders yet to come back from injury. We've only got Carson really, haven't we? I mean, I know Nichols. Uh, Ali Abdi's still injured, isn't yeah. it? So. Nichols, Nick, Lee Nichols could do a bloody good job. He could. I think. I think. I think Lee Nichols yeah. will probably start most of them games, to be honest. But I, I, I think, like Rob said, the squad's not strong enough to to mount challenges on all fronts. I think we'll see a lot of Danny Redmond and the league. That's where, that's where we need to be. We need to be up the top of that division. Yeah. Danny Redmond in Europe, eh? I think Biz been ripping up that under 21 league so it's a chance for the past five years. Yeah, to see what he can do. <laughs> yeah. There's no 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's another one like, like we talked about with Manor last season and he's been around that that long now you'd expect him if he was going to do it to be making the breakthrough. Yeah. And it's, it's probably well. McManaman did it last year with the FA Cup. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot, a lot of it's down to the right place at the right time, isn't it? You know, how, how many players get a break just because somebody else is unlucky and gets injured? Emmanuel Riviera. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. You know, if, if, if you were at United behind Gary Neville for year after year after year, the only way you were getting the game was if he got injured. No matter how good you were in training, it's, it's just. You know, there's favourites in places. And, and Isn't that Callum McManaman himself? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of grumblings around the DW about him, but he made he took his chance in the FA Cup, didn't he, last mm. season? And that's where he you know, made his made his. Mm. Initially, it looked good, didn't he, when we played all that time, and then we played Bolton away. And, and well, we, yeah. he, we played. He played came on again. Uh, home, didn't he? He was best player on the pitch till he got injured. Yeah. I yeah. remember sitting here this time last season, and I went to see him at a reserve game. And I don't believe I'm bringing this up, but and I was saying, I told you so. I told you so. I told you'd be a good. So there you go. I've said it live on the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, Callum McManon, Dan said it'd be a good one. Super yeah. scouts. He'll be back next week as well, won't he? Yeah. Back from his suspension. I thought it was Paul Shanna. I'll be back. <laughs> be back. Right, okay. So uh, that's it till next week. Um, we'll be looking at the Leicester City game and uh, reflecting back on, on perhaps the England, Ireland and Scotland internationals as yeah. well. And who's got bloody injured. And who's got injured, yeah. Oh. Hopefully. Hopefully not, huh? No, not none of our lads. And I hope uh, Grant Holt's back fighting fit as well. So it's a good night from me. That's a good night. Thank you.
que yo 